This is Lisa Hawkins with Christian Warrior Woman, and I am overwhelmingly blessed today, and I am going to speak what the Lord has put on my heart, and I am excited and shocked, which I know my friend um, said to me that she doesn't understand why I'm shocked, but I am. When the Lord does something special, I'm shocked every time, like uh, a child receiving a gift when the greatest gift I've got is salvation and a relationship with the Lord. But every time he does something special, it does feel like the first time special. And I know some of you probably can understand uh, what I'm talking about. And, you know, when you're in a relationship and you're surprised, that's a good thing. And I like being surprised by the Lord. So the word I have today, which is so interesting about renewing of the mind, it's so perfect for today is Rosh Hashanah. Um, You know, the new year, the new day. And the Lord has been like giving me probably every day for the last couple of days. He's given me literally a message that I could podcast. And it's been like in the middle of the night. And then when I wake up, I'm like, Lord, I don't know if I remember it all. And I just saw it as him just talking and conversing. But this message, he made sure I remembered and knew and even reinforced with me hearing another message today that kind of confirmed and triple confirmed that I needed to share this with you. So I want you to listen intently. That means I don't want you to have any other distraction because this is a word for you. This is a word that we may be in September and you may not follow the Jewish calendar or the Jewish holidays, but it is still applicable because the Lord wants to renew your mind. And I'm going to give you some examples of even myself in working with other people that I see them stuck. And I want to talk about how people get stuck. So what are some reasons for you needing to renew your mind? And as I always share, the Lord is always, I share with you what the Lord is doing in me. So I wish I could sit here and and sit from the high mountain and (laughs) say to you that this is, you know, from my vast experience and all of these things I have conquered. But what I can tell you, all of these things I'm going through with you. And when you have a relationship with the Lord, it's about growth. It's not about standing still and being the Christian woman you were last year, but it's about being the Christian woman warrior woman that God is developing you to be today, tomorrow, and the day after that. Amen. So I want to start with discussing areas where we get stuck as women and as believers. And we do the same thing in all of them. And so today I want, I'm going to focus on one habit that Um, I want you to break to go forward. So let's talk about that every day is a new day, right? Every day we go forward. And when I talk to women and men, 
and we talk about their current state, they're always looking in the rearview mirror. Huh? If I talk about, if we're talking about finances, we're talking about um, who did what, where, and when, and that's why I'm in this state. If we're talking to a single woman who may be divorced, the reason maybe they're stressed, depressed, and oppressed is because of a man from their past who they divorced or broken up with or had heartache. It could be children. But if you think about it, in every example I'm sharing, it could be that you lost your job and it was because people on the job hated you or you didn't kiss enough butts or brown nose, whatever. But when you think about each of those scenarios, there's two things that are key about them. One, they're in the past. And two, they have you engaged in the blame game. The blame game meaning if it wasn't for these people, if it wasn't for my divorce, if it wasn't for the fact that I got sick, if it wasn't for my children misbehaving, if it wasn't for um, my not being able to work, and that's why my finances, if it wasn't for I got a credit card and I had to overcharge it, whatever it is, we build this story that we tell ourselves. And that story blocks our future blessing. Because every day we wake up and we put that story on like a cloak, a cloak of why you're depressed. People see it when you walk in the room, they feel it in your presence and you're a Christian. We don't wake up and put on salvation. We don't put on righteousness. We're not putting on hope and joy. We're putting on what someone has done in the past. And to be honest, that story is number one. We like to say the enemy is attacking us. We're attacking ourselves. Because we're telling a skewed story. That is our version. And when we tell the story, we add in what the other person thought, what their intention was, and how evil they are to have left us in the state. Because what we're really trying to do is to get other people to agree with us, with our story. And what I want to tell you why you need to renew your mind is you need to drop your story. Because what's already happened in the past is done. You can't go back in time. There's no time machines. But what you can do is go forward and go forward with Christ. Go forward stating what is true. And what is true? Because I should have had a third one. The reason you put all of this on what someone did to you or maybe maybe your parents didn't help you go to college 
or maybe your parent was an alcoholic or a drug addict. Maybe you were abused. I'm not saying that folks don't have legitimate reasons in their past to have stumbled. But we can't stay there. You can't keep going to deliverance conferences and amening in church and being excited and not having those words infiltrate your life, infiltrate your behavior, infiltrate your mind, infiltrate your soul. Because what we cannot do is say that the Lord's word is falling void upon us. That what's written in the Bible is not true. That it brings life. It brings liberty. It brings freedom. It brings deliverance. It redeems us. And I'll give an example. I spoke to a friend who um, is divorced. Been divorced for a lot of years. And when we were talking about current state, I was hearing the whole time the past. The whole time the past. So what did that tell me? Stuck in the past. We, it's almost like an idolatry. We give so much power and so much control to something or someone that's been so many years ago that they have us frozen in time. They have us in bondage. When we have the word of God in front of us, that is alive and that is active, that can activate and is true. So you may have heard similar words to this, but I want to give you things that you can actually do each day to break the cycle. You can't stay locked in an old story. You can't walk forward with your neck twisted behind you. It's not even comfortable to look back. You know, I once, I can't remember who taught this message, but it made me laugh when I heard it. The reason why the Lord gave us our eyes that are in front of us is to see where we're headed. We don't have eyes in the back of our head. We could have had four eyes. We could have had two in the front and two in the back. But he knew we would never need to look back, right? We don't need to look back. We need to press forward. And if we fall back, well, this part is me. He gave us buttocks for a reason, to cushion the fall back. If we fall backwards, we have some extra buns. Some of us do. (laughs) That we can have a cushion to get back up. And keep heading forward. Our ears are geared to hear in front of us. Our ears aren't twisted backwards to hear who's creeping up behind us. They're facing forward as well and to the side so we can hear where we're going. Everything about us is about what we're walking into, what we're about to engage into. When we became saved, we were born again. What, what's the purpose of being born again? 
to have fresh experiences, new experiences. So I want you in this moment, if you need to pause, I want you to write what's been your your blame game? What's been your excuse? What's been your story that you use to keep you stuck? It was my ex-husband, if if he hadn't cheated and left me with these children, I would be happier. If I didn't get sick, I wouldn't have had these medical bills. If my mother had encouraged me to go to college, I wouldn't be working two jobs today. Whatever your story is, it involves someone else. I want you to write down what that story is and all the details that you tell. When you tell it to someone, write all the the details that you add to that story. After you write it all out, I want you to put a line through it. And I want you to put another line through it, which gives it an X. Today, I want you to X out that story. X out that bad history. And what I want you to focus on is a couple of main things. One, I want you to go forward talking to your future. If someone says, oh, that your car broke down. You don't need to go into, well, I, I'm single. My husband didn't give me any money. My this, my that, my other. That's why my car isn't, no. That, guess what? My car needs fixing. And the Lord is going to provide me a way to get this fixed. I hope you see the difference in that example. Not feeling like I've got to give the backstory about why I may not be able to afford to fix it this week because of yada yada and so and so and so and so. But for us to talk with a plan of what's in front of us. You know what? I'm not sure how this is going to work out, but God has a way. And how we can do that is with the word. So I want you, depending on how deep or how many lies you have to tell to cover all of the stories and scenarios in your life, I want you to lay those down. So you may have more than one story. You may have one about your kids. You may have one about your finances. You may have one about your ex, whatever those are. I second, I want you to stop yourself. You know, habits are hard to break. I want you to catch yourself. When you start going into the blame game of adding other people so it doesn't make it look like it's your fault. Take responsibility for where you are right now. And explain you're on a journey of fixing it. And have that plan in place. Not the plan of the old story, the plan of how I go forward. So let's look at some scriptures about renewing your mind, okay? I like this quote. This is a quote from uh, Billy Graham. And it says, most of all, let the word of God fill you and renew your mind every day. When our minds are on Christ, Satan has little room to maneuver. I like that quote. 
But let's talk about a couple of scriptures I want you to look at. Ephesians 4, 22 through 24. To put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires, and to be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and to put on the new self, created after the likeness of God, in true righteousness and holiness. Did you? I love that part on put on the new self. Your new self doesn't need to blame other people. When we look at Galatians 3.10, and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. Knowledge comes from the word. When we look at Colossians 3, 2 through 3, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. Corinthians 4, 16 through 18. So we do not lose heart. Though our outer selves is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen, For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. Amen. When we look at scriptures that talk about blaming others for failures, Proverbs 12, 15 stands out to me. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to advice. Wait a minute. Can I say that again? Because I know anyone listening to this, you are not a fool, right? You are gearing yourselves to be a wise, knowledgeable woman of God. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes. That's that story. That's that who, what, and where did that to you. And that's why you're in your current state. Well, your new story is, this is what I am going to be doing with Christ. I want you to look at it as I can truly tell you that whether it's sickness, whether it's um, struggle, that using the word, if you are in a struggle and you you know, don't know how to fix scenarios in your life, You need to meditate on the word. You need to take an hour a day. If you've got children, they do go to bed. You need to take an hour a day and dig deep into the word. It's not how much of the Bible that you're reading. It's the revelation. You may need to read a book, a passage, a chapter over and over. But it's getting it into your spirit. It's praying having it memorized, having that passion behind the word that will help you break free. You can go to a million conferences, but until you activate the word in your life, you're just buying another book, checking another box. But you have to, you know, think of it as if it's even heartbreak. 
someone has broken your heart, you still are giving them the power to use you as a puppet, to move you how they want to move you. They don't even know they still have this power, but they do. You have got to cut the strings. You have got to know the only person that's ruling and reigning over your life is Jesus Christ, who died for you, who sacrificed for you, who went through pain and suffering for you, who only desires for you to have a hope and joy in your future. That's what I want you focused on. I can promise you, you put in the work, in the word, and pray for revelation and meditate on the Lord, listening, waiting upon the Lord. And he'll renew your strength. He'll renew your mind. You will find wisdom. You will read the word and see your answers in the word, in your sleep, in your dreams. Your behavior in the day should reflect who you serve. We can't watch everything on TV and spend time with Tom, Dick, and Harry, and we don't put in our time to help change our lives. You're putting in the time to change your life. I said an hour. For some of you, you may have two hours. Some of you, you may have three hours. You may have half a day, depending on if you don't work anymore. But you have got to look at this as I am hungry for change. I am hungry for the Lord to change my life. And if you've read Christian Warrior Woman, the key thing you will take away from when I saw the Lord activate in my life is that I was hungry, hungry for him to bring forth change, revelation, and be real and just give me new eyes to see him with, new ears to hear him with, and a new path to walk on. That is what I pray for you. So today, I ask you to do that for yourself. That when you talk from this day forward, that I'm wishing you the Rosh Hashanah. I'm wishing you that renewed thinking, that renewed mind. People who have hurt you in the past, they don't need to come off your lips anymore. You need to walk in your healing. You need to walk in your victory. You need to walk with Jesus. And the only way to walk, we cannot be Christians if we don't become Christ-like. I leave you with that. I pray that over you. I ask the Lord from the sound of my voice to the deep inner portions of your heart and soul, I pray for your healing. I pray for your change. And I pray for your victory. Continue your walk in the Lord. Amen.